Hello, it's Pete here, the Managing Director of Game on Australia and co-host of the Game on Australia podcast. Myself and Dan, we're on holidays at the moment. It's the Christmas period. We're enjoying some much-needed gaming and spending time with the family and all that sort of stuff as well. Uh, But we will be back week commencing January 7, and really looking forward to getting into it. In the meantime, make sure you check us out across all of our social media at gameonaus.com and everywhere else. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, the whole lot. But we thought we'd go through our archives and dig out some of our old favourites, whether they be interviews or just general things that gamers are talking about or even top news that might have made it that week. So, in so saying, enjoy the best of the Game on Australia podcast. All right, here we go. One, two, one, two, three. Game on, game on. It's game time. Excellent. Game on, game on. It's game time, excellent! N64 Mini. Now, this is a big chat. Um, and I, I feel like this is something that's going to be a weekly thing now because <laughs> we our, started last week with the well, soundtracks. We, we did, and the soundtracks again. Like, you go to episode fifty if you haven't heard that particular podcast. Because, man, like we went out and we asked the big question last week. You know, we wanted to do something special for episode fifty because it was a milestone for Game on Australia. Mm. Um, you know, what's your favourite soundtrack of all time? And the we got hammered with suggestions, and we went through all of them, mm. and it was just awesome, and it came together really beautifully as well. So, thank you very much. Now. What we're going to do, this week's big question was, considering the popularity of the NES Mini, the SNES Mini, now the announcement of the Commodore 64 Mini, it is inevitable. And I know this for two reasons. One, it's just the trend. Yeah. Retro is so big, it's inevitable we're going to get an N64 Mini. Yeah. The other thing was, not too long ago, uh, Nintendo went and did the patents drawn up for the controller for the Nintendo 64 again, mm. right? In, in in a mini sense. Now, the reason why they got to go and redo those patents because it's not the original connections between the unit and the actual controller. Oh, right, okay. Right, so they've got to actually go there and, and thread those patents in with the new designs and all that. But it's mm. going. it looks like it's going to be the original three-pronged controller with the joystick in the middle, yep. the four yellow C buttons, the A, the B, and the D-pad over on the left, yep. right? Yep. Z trigger underneath, and yes. you've got your shoulder buttons too. That was a nice controller. It I, was a nice I, controller. I, I really enjoy that controller. I love it. I, I still to this day um, think that Xbox has made the most well-designed, ergonomically felt controller that has ever been released. I pl- I'm currently playing Forza 5, mm-hmm. and I was playing a bit last night holding that controller, that, that Xbox controller you talk about, and it, I remember thinking, shit, this feels good. It actually felt beautiful to hold yeah it does it feels really good to hold mm. but you know at that time nintendo 64 yeah. it was it was amazing right and it was innovative too wasn't it it was just a it you'd never seen anything like well, it Well, it's because you had the joystick yeah all of a sudden like the launch game was super mario 64 and oh, it was the man. first game we'd seen in full 3d well is this make is, is this the start of this chat well, because this is the start that, of this that, chat that game so the question is which n64 games should be on it we have 18 slots to fill Thank you so much for those of you who got in and uh, gave us your suggestions. Some of you said a couple. Some of you said one. Um, some of you gave us an entire 18 list, which we really appreciate. So what we've actually gone and done, Dan, what we're going to do is we're going to go through each of the comments one by one here. Yeah. And we're just going to make a tally of the games that have been suggested yep. and how many times they get suggested. And okay. that way we should be able to come out with a list of 18. NES Mini had 30 games. SNES Mini's got 20 plus one. 21 games. So they say plus one because Star Fox 2 is a bit of a surprise. Yep. Never been released before. This one, I feel like it's going to be 18, but also it may very well come down to maybe 15 or 10. And the reason oh. being is because they'll use the same hardware in the unit. Yeah. Memory-wise, all that sort of stuff. Not a big deal because you can you know, mod it and add it. So there's obviously enough memory there for more. But they will use the same hardware in the unit. The games are bigger as well, obviously. Mm. You know, so yeah, well they are. That's right. I'm. I, how many games do you reckon should sit on there? I mean, we do have to strike a balance between. Yeah. You know, like you can't have every game on there. It's just, it's ridiculous. You'd never get through ten, fifteen of them, let alone every single Nintendo sixty four game. 
I what do you think's a good number? Well, I'm going to openly admit this. I haven't actually seen much of this chat on Facebook, so I, I know it's been going off. Mm. But I, I'm going to forecast we probably need 30 slots. You reckon we need 30 slots? Yes, I do. Okay, look, judging by the suggestions, we actually need more than 30 slots. We got 50 suggestions in total. Yeah, right. right. Of different games. Of different so games. 50 different so 50 games, different yeah. games actually came up from the suggestions from the people of the Game of Australia Facebook. Please tell me Turok didn't make it. Let's get into it. <laughs> I hated that game. It was my Fallout 4. Really? Yeah. I over like hyped up to within an inch of his life and I bought it and I thought it was underwhelming. I loved Turok. Did you? Yeah. Well, that's where we differ then, good sir. Fuck you. I challenge you to a duel. Take off your gloves, sir. <laughs> All right, um, let's let's get straight into it. All right, so we'll go through each of the comments and we'll uh, we'll ping the different tallies for each one. Yeah. So I started this off and I said I'll start with the obvious one, Ocarina of Time. Yeah. If this doesn't have Ocarina of Time on it, they can get fucked. I, in fact, if it doesn't, I predict you're going to get a one way flight to Japan. Oh, I'm getting up in Miyamoto's face. Yeah, yeah. Like, what are you doing? Yes. And he'd be like, chisel poya. <laughs> don't do that. Chill the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> so, Ocarina of Time, all right? That yep. goes on the list. Um, Kai gave us a, a complete list. Good yes. on you, mate. So, he said Star Fox, mm-hmm. Super Mario 64, yes. Mario Golf, yes. Mario Tennis, yes. GoldenEye, yep. Banjo-Kazooie, yep. Donkey Kong, yep. Conker's Bad Fur Day, yep. Diddy Kong Racing, Star Wars Rogue Squadron, Wave Race. Oh, yeah, God. Doom. Wave Race, yep. Now, he said Mario Parties, so it's in one, two, and three. Oh, you'd have to go one, I reckon. Snowboard Kids. Yeah. Smash Brothers. And then David uh, Ferraloro, underneath him, said Perfect Dark has to be on there, too. So, just quickly, they they all go up on the list because they're all first-timers, all right? I don't think Goldeneye will make it. Because of licensing. Right. So that would be, just going through those, mm. right? That would be GoldenEye. It would be Banjo-Kazooie. It would be Donkey Kong. It would be Conkers. It would be Diddy Kong Racing. Perfect Dark. No, I think no, no, I think the Rare games will make it, except for GoldenEye. Why? Because I'm going off the Rare replay that I've got on the Xbox. Every game's there, except for um, GoldenEye. GoldenEye. Why because isn't GoldenEye pretty sure Who owns that? I'm pretty sure Microsoft bought it. And this but the, it's the Microsoft is is Xbox. Yeah, but the, the, remember Goldeneye got remastered yeah. as, on the Xbox. Yeah, yeah, that's what that's what I think. Oh, and they own the IP. Yeah, oh, so that sucks. It's it really does suck because um, I, I guarantee you, Perfect Dark will be on there, but I'm not sure that Goldeneye will. And Perfect Dark was a great game, but it's no Goldeneye. Well, I, look, this is a deal that's going to have to be done because I know um, intrinsically you know that that Rare still own. All of the IPs to those titles, yeah, and except for Gold Knight, obviously. You are absolutely dead right. This is a deal that has to be done. Fuck all this. We own it. You own it. This is about the greater good of gaming because yeah. that game Gold Knight is the reason that many of us had an N sixty four Super Mario's, the Mario Tennis, Mario Golf, all that shit. That's going to be on there. That's just a given mm. because Nintendo own them and that that made their console. But Gold Knight is the reason that many of us bought the N64. Um, okay, so we move on. Uh, Travis, leader, and thanks for tagging your, uh, I'd say they're family because they're all leaders. Mm. Um, it goes without saying, 007 has to mm. be on there, and Ocarina of Time and Super Mario 64, so they all get an extra tick. Freddy plays. Goldeneye is a gimme. So Goldeneye is off to a flying, flying start. Flying start. <laughs> um, but Perfect Dark and Turok were both a lot of fun, so Turok makes it onto the list as well. I didn't own a 64 long, until, long after I had my PlayStation. Can't think of too many. WWF No Mercy was a blast too, though. Glad he brought in WWF No Mercy because wrestling games I have remember, to be on there at some yeah, point. that was a good game. They were the ones where they started really pumping in the work into um, customization yep. and also the introductions, like the intro scenes as yep. well. And that was always the most exciting part of that game for me. I, I loved fiddling around with the introductions. And you would have been... You, you, I can imagine you were right into wrestling. I was hell into it. Man, Stone Cold Steve Austin, because Stone Cold said so. You know, stuff like The Undertaker... The Rock, can you smell what The Rock is cooking? Uh, yeah. If you smell <laughs> la, 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 what The Rock is cooking, you loser. One of these days, we're going to do a we're going to do a game on Australia's stadium show. <laughs> we're going to pack out Perth Stadium yeah. and we're going to come out there and we're going to be like, finally, <laughs> Pete has come back to Perth Stadium. <laughs> Chris Inglis, I'm a Star Wars fan, so I'm biased. Shadows of the Empire, Rogue Squadron, and especially Episode 1, Racer, should be considered. So, 
they all go onto the list for the mm. time being. GoldenEye gets another tick. Ocarina mm. of Time and Turok gets another tick as well. Mm. Others to consider Perfect Dark. And for the first time on the list, Mario Kart and Raymond 2. Yeah, Mario Kart took a while to... Um Took a while to appear. To appear, but that's, I mean, that's a given too. Shannon Lucas, GoldenEye, gets another tick. Super Mario 64, Zelda, and Mario Kart all get a tick as well. Mm -hmm. Nick Holland, he popped in there. Zelda Ocarina of Time. Majora's Mask makes it onto the list for the first time. Super Mario 64 gets a tick. GoldenEye, another tick. Perfect Dark, another tick. Mario Kart 64, another tick. First onto uh, the list for it, Star Fox 64. Ah, right, yes. Definitely a must-have. It was at this point, actually, that I started wondering about one particular game mm. that I was yet to see, which I was quite surprised it had taken until we get to it to make it on the list. Mm-hmm. But Star Wars Shadows of the Empire gets itself another tick. Turok, NBA Showtime, and NFL Blitz mm. make it onto the list now as well. Smash Bros. That's the one that I was yeah, surprised it took yeah. this long to get on now, there. From memory, that was quite a late in the life of the 60s. It was late it, in it the was life. Quite late, wasn't it? It was still um, the 90s side of the, the yeah, millennium. But hadn't many uh, got a PlayStation or Xbox by that stage? By that stage, yeah. yeah. But you know what? That is the game that brought a lot of people back to N64. Well, that was four player on the screen at the same time. Four which player is, on the screen Which the has same been time. done before, but that was pretty. I remember that being quite groundbreaking. And a battle royale featuring all of your favorite Nintendo the, characters. Didn't the camera. Like, there was four. If, if one character was at the very top of the map and the one was at the bottom, the camera, camera panned right out, out, didn't it? Yeah, yep. yeah. You know, and you'd smack each other. And if you got a really cute, because the, the idea was to knock each other off the map, yeah. you know, and sometimes one of them would fly towards the screen and hit it. And, you know, like the, it was, it was, a, it was actually a groundbreaking game for a, a battle Royale type fighting game. You yeah. know, it was very yeah. good. Yeah. Mario Party. Uh, so that's number one. 1080 Snowboarding makes it onto the list, as does Wave Race 64. Banjo-Kazooie gets another tick. Bomberman 64 makes it onto the list. One of the best puzzle games that, the 64 ever had. That took a long time to appear too, but long I remember that time. game being... Oh, I love that game. That game is one of the only N64 games that I ever owned that I never conquered. Yeah, right. Yeah, dead set, because I it used to just floor me, and then by that stage, other games would come along. I think I just played that multiplayer from memory. I loved it. Yeah. Absolutely loved it. Multi was good for multiplayer, yeah, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. WWF No Mercy gets on there as well. Jacob Lewis, Ocarina of Time gets another tick. Majora's Mask uh, gets there. Mario Kart 64, another tick. Same with GoldenEye, Perfect Dark, Donkey Kong 64, Super Mario 64, Wave Race 64, Bomberman 64. Blast Corpse makes its way onto the list oh, for the first Blast time. Blast Corpse, yes. Yes, and Blast Corpse is a scream. It yeah. is it is a great puzzle game. Um, it was great in terms of its versatility. There were so many different ways to be able to complete a level. Even though it was linear in terms of the way you eventually had to go about it, so many different ways to complete a level because they were so open world. And so many hidden secrets in the game as well. Like, I remember, Dan, playing that game and thinking to myself, I've done it, I've completed it. And it would only say something like 73% or something like that. And you're like, what? You're like, yeah. you got to get the rest of the other rings surrounding yeah. all the different places. You'd open up new islands or places in the water or over the water. Yeah. Then eventually you left Earth and went to the moon and all that sort of stuff, right? Yeah. It was really cool that way. Pilot Wing 64, NBA Hang Time, Extreme G makes it onto the list. Yeah, right. Mario Party, Lilat Wars, which essentially was Star Fox 64. Yep. And Yoshi's Story. Nathan loved it. He goes, hey, fucking men. Uh, and throws in a few of his own. Diddy Kong Racing, Donkey Kong 64, Snowboard Kids, Pokemon Snap, Star Wars, Pod Racer gets another one. Cruising USA. Oh. Yep. I remember that one popping up every now and again. I don't. Rayman, the original, and James Bond, The World Is Not Enough. Now, did you ever play the sequel? No, I didn't, know. Neither did I. I think everybody was so pumped about the original 007, and this goes a ways to actually saying something about that game. Yeah. That... Like, people didn't feel the need to get The World Is Not Enough because they still had the multiplayer aspect. Like, the multiplayer for... for And obviously, the, to some extent, this rings true because we still talk about it today. But the multiplayer on um, James Bond 007 GoldenEye, yeah. it was... It was it's just amazing. It was epic. You well, know? we were talking so... Timeless is the yeah, word I'm looking for. The guy at our work here, Tom, who came in, asked him what was on the show. So we talked about the N64 Mini. He mentioned multiplayer GoldenEye. 
he reckons if it comes back, they should have new maps. And you and I didn't really agree no, with that. No, I, no, 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 no. He goes, oh, it's just because um, uh, guys are playing too good and they they turn, you know, they get me when I respawn. I was like, well, mate, that's half the bloody point. Uh, the beauty about these re-releases and stuff is they get released as the originals. Remastered to the point where you get an opportunity to play them in HD through HDMI and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. but And, and there was no truer joy in life than playing grenade launches in the basement and killing your mate and then just popping some more grenades over to when, when the next point. And he, he oh, seen, spawn points. Yeah, you he, see him rock up and he's, yeah. he's surrounded in death and fire and then boom, Bang. and that blood comes down the screen. And he's like, <laughs> rape it! <laughs> All right, um... <laughs> Now, this one, Dan, I, I noticed you jumped on here for I a bit of a time. I was waiting for this, Pete. Thank you. So, yep, yep bring it on. International Superstar Soccer <laughs> 64. What a rip it. And I watched um, some gameplay. I was, when I was looking the other day, I found that YouTube link. So I actually watched the game. And the commentary is so great. The guy goes, England are playing Greece. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you got it, have you? Yeah, yeah I've got it. <laughs> Let's have a bit of a this listen. This is shall. so good. Oh, listen to the music, man. Superstar Fucker. Yes! <laughs> Get into the game a bit. Here we go. Here we go. Welcome to this live broadcast. This is glorious football weather. First half kicks off. France are playing from right to left. Greece are playing from <laughs> left to right. He still has possession. <laughs> so he's obviously... They've obviously only recorded one, one Greece. One Greece. One Greece, yeah. Because these days it'd be like, Greece, 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 <laughs> goal! And yet they've only recorded one for this. Greece! That is fabulous. Oh, I see. And you've watched that. There's a link on our Facebook page to that particular video, but there's the, there's a complete red card in that thing. You get called a yellow. And the guy, looked like he, I remember a phrase he used to say all the time. Um, he got away with one there. I think it's something like that to that effect. And it's like, this was a complete red card that got called a yellow. Bloody anyway. sensational. So we move on a little bit. Mario Kart, Smash Bros and Perfect Dark or 007. They all get another one. Okay, here we go. Have a, have a listen, all right? So Ben says here, the only crap thing is that all the good games like GoldenEye, Perfect Dark, Conker's Bad Fur, Bandicoot, etc. were developed by Rare, which is owned by Microsoft. So does Microsoft own Rare? Yeah, actually it does. That's why it's on the Xbox's Rare Replay. So that's, that's very clever, Ben. That's yes. a bigger issue. And yes, well done, Ben. That's a bigger issue because then that entails not just GoldenEye, but the entire series, like the entire suite of Rare games. Yeah. We're talking probably, what, 10 games in that list you've mentioned? Easily. At least. Easily. We, um, have, we have a bit of a problem here, actually, because this means that um, Nintendo are going to have to... Get into bed. Well, the thing is, it's With just Bill Gates. Stroke, stroke, Bill Gates. Maybe we should go and be fluffers. Not a problem. I, I want. I will not have a problem yeah. fluffing Bill Gates if it gets Donkey, if it gets Donkey Country and Gold Knight and Gold all those games. Yeah. You know what? That's our commitment. That's a game on Australia commitment to this cause of the N sixty four Mini. Let's tweet we will up. fluff Bill Gates. And for those who don't know what fluffing is, look up um, a porn uh, a porn videos fluffing. You'll yeah. know what a fluffer is. Or, uh, <laughs> Urban Dictionary. <laughs> Turn it on a, on a Qantas or Jetstar flight. Ask the hostess. <laughs> no, don't do that because you'll okay. get kicked off the... Fluffing, a technique used in most pornographic films today when the male star has to get aroused for the camera. <laughs> he is fluffed beforehand. <laughs> Jeez. You know what the funniest I will tickle, part... You know I will the, tickle Gates' balls. You know what the funniest part about Urban Dictionary is? Yeah. And apologies for the people who listen to this podcast that are on the... They're not as dirty in the minds as us, right? <laughs> so, you know, bear with us. But uh, sorry, not sorry. It's, sometimes it's just funny. <laughs> but I, I love, you know, how with dictionary meanings, right? They give you an example, yeah. right? So I love oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Example: John Holmes had a 13-inch cock, but he had troubles getting it up during shoots. He needed to be fluffed before he could perform. Far out. Okay, so there you go. There's fluffing. Imagine that on your tax return, not me. <laughs> <laughs> Fluffer. You'd have to put on it your on, pass, your on your passport. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's move on. Let's oh, keep going. Just, oh, okay. No, meet, meeting, your, oh. meeting your in-laws for the first time. What do you do, son? I'm a fluffer. I'm a fluffer, really. I've never heard of that. Well, oh, God. Surprised you have. Okay, so Ben, <coughs> Ben, that's mm. a very good point. Rare sweet. Because if this if if Rare don't give Nintendo the blessing to have these games, 
it loses well, no, a Microsoft, lot of Microsoft. Microsoft, Microsoft yeah. yeah, it loses a lot of interest for me, and I, I reckon for a lot of people because oh, I'd still buy it for the. There's still your first-party games like right? the Mario's yeah, yeah. and all that but, sort of stuff, but, Legend of Zelda. But it won't feel right. No, it well, won't. No, it won't. You know what? And I'd rather spend the money on going retro and going buying a working N64 mm. if I can't find the one at Mum and Dad's house, which apparently is still there somewhere. But um, I'd rather go that way because that way then you've got the games. Yeah, I agree. Um, Issa Schultz, does that name ring a bell for you? That's not Issa off... Um, off the chase. <laughs> So Issa from the Chase is, is he part a of, Facebook? He's part of the Game on Australia Facebook you, community. Yeah, dead are you set. Shitting me? Yeah, no, I'm, he's a mad gamer, mate. Mad gamer, loves it. Oh, Absolutely well, loves Issa, it. Issa, if you're listening, hello, oh, Issa. I'm on it. So Issa Schultz, one, of, he's the super nerd from the Chase on Channel Seven. It's the game show in the afternoons, and he's an absolute ripper. But he's a mad gamer, and he said, "Mischief Makers, such an underrated platformer." Now, what else have we got here? Shane Seth. Uh, said, great call on Mischief Makers. Very underrated. Remember playing this game and it was unreal. Martang Donahue, 1080. Julie Rose Marshall. Goldeneye, Mario Kart 64. Lilac Wars, Mario 64. Perfect Dark Banjo, Kazooie and Ocarina of Time. The whole Rareware catalogue needs to be re-released in this form. So many younger gamers that should be schooled in what gameplay really was. Yeah. And then a few people dropped in there and said, hey, check out uh, Rare Replay. We're just about at the end of this um, list. But uh, Ben Elfelson said GoldenEye, Super Mario 64, Mario Kart 64, all the must-haves. Rodney Penn um, brings one onto the list for the first time. Killer Instinct Gold and Smash Brothers gets another one. 1080, Anth Russell. This is a great bit of thread here. Anth Russell. Dudes, y'all are forgetting <laughs> the best game on the 64. Superman 64. Oh, God, no, that was terrible. That was the one yeah. that got rated the worst. It was so well played. Vic, Vic La- well, Vic Lanius says, I was yeah, going to comment probably, that. Yeah. And then Darren Mistel comes in and goes, you really are an asshole, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Got him, yes. Yes, but um, a million. I haven't heard Jet Force Gemini yet, have I? No, you haven't. Oh, I'm sorry, I'll, I'll skip No, that. no, it's fine. It's, mate, this is, this is what it's, we're chatting about this yeah. shit. It's what we do. Yeah. Nathan Randall, Snowboard Kids. Uh, Troy Richard. Mm. Really enjoyed Doom 64, Killer Instinct Gold, Shadow Man. Jet Force Gemini, ah uh, yes, Quake One and Quake Two. Oh God, the Quakes! Quake series came out as well. Yeah, uh, Monique Greaves, Banjo Kazooie and Banjo Tooie for sure. So Banjo Tooie makes it onto the list for the first time. And then uh, Jet Force Gemini's votes start coming in. So Liam Parker drops one for it. Perfect Dark, Star Fox sixty four, and NBA Hang Time. And then another one for Jet Force from Nicholas. Kimberly Wakefield with Conquer's Bad Third Day, which gets another one from John Pixie Epethic. Yeah. Uh, and another one from Caitlin Madison, who says it was the best game ever. The Conquer's Bad Third Day, of course, was, um, I suppose you'd call I mean, it was M15+, plus, wasn't it? It's rating it, MA15+, it, yeah, plus or it something? Was, um... It was the first one to say ass. Yeah. I remember that being, it was a little bit more, it was a bit cheeky, Conquer. I, um, I actually played that recently, well, about six months ago, on the um, Rare Replay. With the Rare Replay, so for those who don't know, it's a collection of 40 of Rare's best games, pretty much every Rare game apart from Goldeneye. 30. 30, is it? Yeah, Sorry. Yeah. And you can play it on um, the Xbox One. Um, I've played ban- the Banjos to death, and they're all being remastered to the point they fit on the screen and stuff. But Conquers, they didn't. They've just, it's the port, right? Mm. So it's four by three rather than 16 by nine. So it sits right in the middle of your screen. There's a bit of a little decoration either side of the screen of Conquer. And it plays like a mid-90s game, but it, he swears. He's a dirty little yeah, bastard. Yeah, he's a dirty little bastard. <laughs> he's dirty as shit. Steven, Lendick, uh, Killer Instinct, Bubba and Rainer, Super Mario Brothers 64, Morris Moz gets in Rogue Squadron, Donkey Kong, Banjo-Kazooie, GoldenEye, Super Mario 64 and Perfect Dark, Tony Redding, Super Mario 64, Philip Topping, Banjo-Kazooie, Reza Kamaldian. Hey, Reza, GoldenEye, uh, Richard Sullivan, another tick for Super Mario and Donkey Kong. Kinney Kins, Conker's Bad Fur Day, and Rocket Robot on Wheels. Do you ever play Rocket Robot on Wheels? I'd never even heard of it. Neither had I. This is the first time that I have ever heard of a game called Rocket Robot on Wheels. It's it's crazy. It got it actually it actually like smashed the ratings yeah. back in nineteen ninety nine. That was the release for the game. Yeah. It's a platformer. It was developed by Sucker Punch Productions. It was published by Ubisoft. It got nine out of ten. Wow. From its community average. Pretty amazing. Well, the game was released in North America and in Europe around about uh, Christmas uh, 1999. So 
Yeah, I'd never heard of it as well. And maybe the reason being is because I don't think it ever got an Australian release. Well, I was about to say, because there's one that's confusing me a bit, Pete, that I haven't heard yet. But I might be getting my consoles mixed up. But I've just Googled it. And apparently it did exist. And uh, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. Yeah, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater was, was that, on the Nintendo 64. It was, was it? It hasn't made this list at all. But it I'm was surprised by that because I play that a lot. Yeah. But, but it might have been the Xbox version. No, nah, for me it was the PlayStation version, right? Because I yeah, think that's it, what it, came out as, it came out as PlayStation first. And then, then trickled across all the okay, other consoles. Okay, but it was that was pretty much one of the games, one of the. That's big the soundtrack games. from last week. It is, yeah. Um, doing everything I can, oh. doing everything I can. I think I've got it. I think I've still. Yeah, play it again. Fuck yeah. It. Yes. Oh man, that's so good. Yes. Oh man, I just want to skate. So do I. I can't skate, but. Oh. Um, but yes, didn't make it on the list, sadly. <laughs> <laughs> Matty Walsh, Wave Racer, makes it onto the list. 1080 Snowboarding, Clay Fighters, 63 and a third. Fly the Voodoo Skies. Oh, that's right, yeah. WWF Attitude makes it onto the list as well. Craig Beamish, oh shit, he says. That's not a game, but thanks for trying. <laughs> um, and then he goes on to say, Gold Knight and Pokemon Stadium. Louis Tran loves it with a fuck yeah. Jason Albury, loving the memories, and Ricardo Rosario, GoldenEye, Zelda, Mario Kart, and Reese Nelson gets in Donkey Kong as the last comment. So, shall we go through the tally of the games and what they got? Yes. Right. Um, Fif- thank God you were keeping tack- <coughs> track there, because I have no idea. <laughs> 50 games in total made the list. Right. All right. We need to whittle it down to 18. Okay. Okay. Uh, Ocarina, let's, let's start from the top. Okay. GoldenEye 007 got 13 votes. Yes. All right. Are you making a list of these? No. Make a list of it. Start writing shit down. God, no. What do I not pay you for? <laughs> exactly that. <laughs> 13. Cool. Okay. So, Goldeneye got 13. Mm-hmm. In it, second, Super Mario 64 with 10 votes. Mm-hmm. In third place, Perfect Dark with 8 votes. Mm-hmm. In fourth place, uh, actually tied for fourth place, Mario Kart on 6... And Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time on six. That's confusing. That's um, confusing. That's um, surprising. Why is it Mar- surprising? I thought Mario Kart would have got more. Same with Ocarina of Time. I thought Ocarina of Time actually would have topped the list. Mm, but, I mean, go. what does that tell you about GoldenEye? Oh, correct. Um, so we moved down to the ones that got five votes uh, and tied for it. Banjo-Kazooie got five. Donkey yep. Kong 64 got five votes. Yeah. And that's it. Yep. Uh, in with four votes, Conker's Bad Fur Day. Mm-hmm. Let me know when we get to 18, because I know there's more here than 18. Yeah. Um, in with three votes and tied for it were Wave Race 64, Star Fox 64, and 1080 Snowboarding. Yeah, that's 11. Making it in with two votes, Jet Force Gemini and Super, uh, Killer Instinct Gold. Superman 64. Don't be a dick MP. Mario Party 1 made it in with two votes. Snowboard Kids made it in with two votes. And Turok made it in with two votes. And then we won't... We got one more game. We got one more game, two right? More games, two more games. Two more games. Okay. So two more games. Oh, no, that's like that's well past the 18. But obviously the ones that have gotten the votes and yeah, whatnot. Yeah, yeah, um, But these are the ones that made it more than, you know, just getting a listing. Yeah. Um, so Mario Golf got in there. Yes. Diddy Kong Racing... Star Wars Rogue Squadron. Yeah. Doom 64. Yeah. Smash Brothers. WWF No Mercy. Yeah. Shadow of the Empire. Yeah. Episode 1 Pod Racer. It's now a Star Wars game. Yeah. Majora's Mask. 
Mm-hmm. Bomberman 64. Mm-hmm. And NBA Hang Time. <clears throat> 27. So we still need to get it down to 18. Now, here's what I want to do. Right? I reckon <clears throat> we publish a post on the Gammon Australia Facebook page. Great idea. And we say this these are the 27 idea. games that got more votes than just being listed. Yeah. We need to whittle it down to 18. Yeah. Put them in order. Oh, bloody great idea, mate. What do you reckon? No, do we list the ones you kick out? Yeah, good point. Because um, you got to kick out nine. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, kick out nine of them for us. All right. Yeah, that's I like a, that. That's, no, that's massive. All right. So, Game on Australia Facebook community. Are we actually going to do this post? Because we're, we're notorious for... Yeah, uh... no, we're pretty bad for it. <laughs> no, no, we're definitely going to do this. We have right. to do this. Game on Australia Facebook community, and we'll bring the results back next week. Okay. Um, we need you, from the list of 27 that we're about to publish on the Game on Australia Facebook page, we need you to whittle it down to nine. Uh, sorry, we need you to whittle it down by nine. Yeah. All right, so go and check out the post and leave us a comment there telling us the nine games that you would exclude from the list that appears. Yeah. Are we going to have a go at that now or not? I reckon we do it as the Facebook post and then we have an opportunity to give ourselves a bit of time to think about it. Okay. Because I've got to be honest with you, man. There's so much great stuff there. I'm not entirely comfortable just going for it, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. I know what you mean. I need a bit of time to fiddle around with it. Yep. <laughs> and also... Said the actress of the bishop. Have a think about it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Cool. So there you go. There's the N64 Mini's potential top games. Thank you very much for your input, Game on Australia people. We really appreciate it. You just heard us cull our 50 nominations from the Game on Australia Facebook community down to 27, and then we needed to cull again. But what made it into the top 18, and did we even get there in the end... Find out now. The N64 Mini. So over the past couple of weeks, um, we didn't really mean to do this. It just sort of went off. We just posted uh, following the um, announcement that the N64 Mini is pretty much well and truly on its way in 2018 at some point. What games should be on there? Now, we had 50 games mentioned, and we went through and we tallied all of the games that got more than one mention. And uh, that ended up bringing it down because we wanted 18 games in total. That ended up bringing the total down to 2017 of all the games that got more than one mention or more than just being named. And then we put that post up. It was pinned at the top of the Game in Australia Facebook page until uh, earlier today. And we asked you to have a look at all of the pictures of the games. There's a big montage of pictures in that post there on the picture there. And um, whittle it down. Tell us the nine that we should be kicking out to make it 18. Mm. Well, we've got the tally from everybody, and thank you very much for your input, that threw it up there. Shall we go through this, Dan? What are we doing? Are we going to announce the games that that have been dropped? I reckon what we should be doing is we'll go through, like we did with the original one, and there's a few less this time around. It'll make it a bit quicker, but we'll just... Um, talk about what people are dropping from the list, and then we'll okay. go from there. Right. Tallies are ready to go. Okay. Matt Sutton, 1080, Bomberman, Wave Race, WWF, Snowboard Kicks, Hang Time, that's the NBA game, Jet Force, uh, Star Wars Racer, and I would pick Mario 64 just because I found it extremely difficult and still haven't finished it. Oh. Interesting point. And I have such a... I'm, I'm writing a story at GameOnAUS.com as we speak. Yep. Well, about, you, no, you're not, because you're sitting there talking to me. Shut up. About, um, <laughs> like, because I, I, I've, I've played, I, I went 0 and 6 on Overwatch, mm. and I went 0 and 6 um, on a level on Donkey Kong Country, mm. and um, something occurred to me as that all came together, and that's part of it, actually, and I will I will continue writing that story, and I think people are going to really enjoy the, the read. Elijah says, you need Snowboard Kids, such an underrated game. Uh, Maddie went on to say he's got it on console. Jacob Lewis wants us to drop Doom 64, WWF No Mercy, Snowboard Kids, Killer Instinct Gold, Jet Force Gemini, Star Wars Rogue Squadron, Conkers, 1080, and Shadows of the Empire. And he says, that was harder than I thought it was going to be. Mm. There's a pretty tough, this one, actually. Mm. Chris Inglis wants to remove uh, 1080, Bad Fur Day, Doom, Mario Party, WWF, Snowboard Kids, Super Smash Brothers, Diddy Kong Racing, and Killer Instinct. So a few of them are actually starting to get... There's uh, a pattern. A, there's a pattern there. Yeah. Um, Michelle Romaine is now on my shit list because she wants to drop anything <laughs> Star Wars and anything wrestling. So, two of my absolute favourite things in the world. Michelle? Oh, no, we're doing wrestling. 
Shut up. Yeah. You like golf and cricket. <laughs> Pip Williams, WWF, Diddy Kong Racing, Turok Star Wars, uh, Racer, Hang Time, 1080, Mario Golf, Super Mario 64, Banjo-Kazooie. Um, let's see. Uh, Tom Dayton dropped six. That was 1080, No Mercy, Hang Time, Jet Force, Wave Ride, and uh, one of the others. He made an interesting point between him and Stephen Langley. True, probably don't need both Diddy Kong Racing and Mario Kart 64. Just take one. What do you think about that? I don't necessarily agree because Diddy Kong um, was more of a solo game, wasn't it? No, look, it was a multiplayer game, but I I disagree because Diddy Kong was different enough from Mario Kart 64. Mario Kart, you have the 50, the 100, 150 CC and the mirror tracks. I thought Diddy Kong had a solo campaign. It does have a solo yeah. campaign, but it's also a multiplayer. Yeah, but Mario Kart didn't do it. No, well, no. Like you had, you had, you had so, you'd, you had you'd race, race tournaments, modes, right? Yeah, you'd, yeah. you'd do the race modes yeah. and then um, doing all the race modes in 50 would unlock 100 yeah. and then 150 but, and so but on. But Diddy so Gong had a clear boss. It had a clear boss. The Wiz one Pig, that you beat. And the, you, my greatest gaming moment of all, gaming moment of all time, <laughs> defeating WizPig on the extra hard mode. <laughs> yeah. But the reason why I say no to what Steven has said is because Mario Kart 64, the only... Different thing aside from racing, it really had. I mean, it had the you know the power ups and all this stuff. Was the um, the um, balloon mode, battle mode, right? Yeah, and they, they were good fun. They were good fun. Um, three balloons on the back, and you know, last oh. one standing wins. Yeah. But um, Diddy Kong Racing had the campaign mode, and it had different courses designed around different things. So you could either race as a car, or you could race in the um, uh, what's it called uh, hovercraft. That's right. Or yeah. you could fly the aeroplane. Yep. Right? Yes, and then you'd have to go back and all that sort of stuff. I, I feel like there is enough of a difference between Diddy Kong Racing and Mario 64 to justify having them both in there. Yep. But that's just me. Um, Kai Sherple obviously left this comment after listening to our last podcast. Rare Industries better fluff the fluffing fluff out of Microsoft for the release. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm on Fluffers. it. I'm on it. Um, Dave Southgate, Doom NBA, Star Wars, Star Wars Racer, Snowboard Kids, Jet Force, Gemini, Wave Race, and Star Wars Rogue One. Uh, a couple more to go here. Um, Paul Michael Ellis said, hope no one said Superman 64. Didn't even make the list, mate. Not a problem. Keenan and that, Finger. And that's an in-joke, too, because that, that's been rated somewhere as the worst game of all time. I think time. that is. Ever. I like on Metacritic or something. Like it ever. is the worst game ever yeah. of all yeah. time. Um, Keenan Finger, it's hard to get rid of any, but when it comes to the nitty-gritty, I'd have to drop these. N64 was my first console, and it's painful to even part with these ones. <laughs> 1080, Mario Golf, NBA Hang Time, Wave Racer, Killer Instinct, Snowboard Kids, WWF No Mercy, Bomberman, and Star Wars Ep 1 Racer. Adrian Watkins wants 1080 Banjo. There's There are some in this list in particular that I'm like, mate, are you all right? Right, 1080, <laughs> Banjo-Kazooie, Bad Fur Day, Golf, Doom, Hang Time, Diddy Kong Racing, Perfect Dark, Star Wars Racer, Wrestling, Snowboard, and Gemini. I mean, I would certainly have Gemini. I'd certainly have Bad Fur Day, Banjo, Diddy Kong Racing, Perfect Dark. Like, there's, there's. Oh, yeah. you'd have them in. Your, I'd have them in my list, thing, you know, yeah, not yeah, out. Yeah. Um, Alex Dullard, last two here. 1080, Hang Time, WWF, Snowboard Kids, Wave Race, Killer Instinct, Churok, DK64, and Majora's Mask. Legend of Zelda Majora's Mask. He says only to get the numbers down and one Zelda is probably enough. I don't know if I agree with that. I agree with that. I don't know if I... No, because, I, again, I feel like... They're the, different games. They're different games. And you know what? There really is an argument there to say that Majora's Mask was as good, if not better, than Ocarina of, of Time, Time, you know? But Ocarina of Time is so iconic, though. Oh, it's iconic because it's the first one. It's the first one. Yeah, I mean, not the first, obviously, Legend of Zelda game, but no, the first... The, the Nintendo 64... Game it w- and that was ground. I mean, yeah, remember the old box and the oh man, yeah, that was a good absolutely. Game. Um, Morris Moz, this is going to be painful here, but here goes. We have to drop Wave Racer, WWF No Mercy, NBA Hang Time, Bomberman, Killer Instinct, Mario Golf, Snowboard Kids, Jet Force, Gemini, and 1080. So, like last week, we um tallied them all up in terms of which one's got more than just the naming. Yep, <clears throat> I can tell you. Mm. The ones that will not be dropped at all mm. are Star Fox 64, mm-hmm. Mario Kart, mm-hmm. Ocarina of Time, mm-hmm. and GoldenEye 007. Of course. No surprises there. Although no. Star Fox 64, iconic as it is, I reckon there are probably a, a couple of games ahead of that. But anyway, mm-hmm. um, those are how the votes came in. Yep. So there you go. Um, in order of uh, of how we're going to be dropping these. Of now, droppiness. We need, in order of droppiness, man. <laughs> um, so keep a list of nine, will you? Okay. All right, here we go. 
So, WWF, No Mercy, top the votes of Going, Going, Gone in at 10. 1080 Snowboarding is also gone with nine votes. On eight votes apiece, Snowboard Kits and NBA Hang Time. Mm. Uh, Nothing with seven votes. On six votes now, and the only one on six votes, Mm -hmm. Jet Force Gemini. Big surprise. Yeah. Would have expected that one to be in there well in there. A couple on five votes. Wave Race 64. Mm. Killer Instinct Gold. Mm -hmm. Star Wars Episode 1 Pod Racer. How many is that? Episode 1 Pod 5. Okay, that's 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8. 8, which means there's one more that needs to be dropped. Now, it's a toss-up. Oh, because there's I love three. A good, I love a good toss-up. No, I bet you do. There's three that are sitting on four votes. Mm-hmm. All right. Can tell you just quickly, mm. Banjo-Kazooie is on the list. Mm. Bomberman 64 is on the list. Mm. Conker's Bad Fur Day is on the list. Donkey Kong 64 is on the list. These are the list of what is making it to the N64 oh, okay. Mini. Oh, yeah. GoldenEye 007 is there. Zelda Majora's Mask. Mario Party 1. Star Wars Shadow of the Empire. Ocarina of Time, Mario Kart 64, Perfect Dark, Super Mario 64, Turok, Super Smash Brothers, Star Fox 64, and Star Wars Rogue Squadron. Mm-hmm. We'll bring a like a full comprehensive list to the Game on Australia Facebook page and also to next week's podcast. Mm-hmm. There's something special lined up. But, Dan, it's now down to the, the ninth game we need to drop mm-hmm. is now down to this. Mario Golf, Doom oh. 64. Yeah. And Diddy Kong Racing. <gasps> well, I've got my clear favourite there, or lack of non-favourite. I've I have got my clear non-favourite there. Yeah, as well. I think pretty sure I know what yours is. <laughs> Do you say at the same time? Okay, ready on yeah. on three. So we say I'm, one. I'm saying, I'm saying the one I want to drop. You say the one you want to drop. Yeah. Right? We're saying one, two, three, and then yeah. say the one. All right, All right. one, two, three. Doom Mario four. Golf. I knew it. Oh, I fucking knew it. Fuck you, buddy. Mate, Mario Golf's a, a classic. It's it's iconic. Doom 64 is Doom. Ah, it's Doom. It's an FPS, mate. It's Doom. <laughs> was that the one? Hang on. That wasn't the original Doom, or was it the port Re- of Doom? No, where where Re- did Doom originally um, originate? <laughs> where did Doom originally originate? <laughs> nice one. <laughs> Allow myself to introduce myself. Um, so It was a PC game, wasn't it? Originally, it was a PC yeah, game. so yeah. it's not the original, so fuck off. No, fuck you. <laughs> it's a sequel to the Doom series, and it takes place ah, after... a sequel, And yeah. it takes place after I, Final Doom, but I it's do. the first one that got onto the Nintendo 64, and it kept the good parts of the original Doom series. No, this needs... Okay, so look, from you and I, Diddy Kong Racing's definitely staying. Definitely staying. All right? Staying. So we need to put this to a vote on the oh, Game on Australia Facebook that's page. That's bloody great. All right? Um... That is a great idea. Which one stays? Mario Golf or Doom 64? All right. All right? All right. We'll do that after this show? After this show. Okay. Well, <laughs> remember to do at some point. <laughs> yes. So there you go. There's the N64 wow. Mini. Okay. Go to the Game on Australia Facebook page. Um, yep. By the time this podcast is up, you're going to be able to see that post. Inter- Which one of those do we need to drop to uh, finally have our last 18? Interesting to note that Pretty much all of them are niche games, Com- you know. Uh, um, in terms of the ones being dropped, yes, they're all something that uh, you probably have to have a particular interest in the game. Yeah, like wrestling, definitely mm, snowboarding, um, snowboarding, sports, basketball. Yeah, yeah. Jet, Jet Force Gemini is probably the one that surprised me the most. Yeah, me too. Um, Killer Instinct Gold, because you know I'm not much into fighting games as some people are. Um, the only real fighting game I've ever played in my life was Street Fighter Three or two. Yeah, or see, I see for me, Killer Instinct Gold was. It felt like such a ripoff of um, Mortal Kombat. Yeah, yeah. You know? So um, that's probably a good list in terms of keeping it pretty broad, which is probably what Nintendo are looking for. I mean, sorry, um, uh, yeah, Nintendo are looking for. They're yeah. looking for that broad appeal. So they're probably going to, you know, and I'd love to be. Imagine being in that a fly on the wall in the meetings, when they're talking about which games they're going to include. Oh god, it'd not. be so good. Imagine the debate. It yeah, would be great. Be awesome. And um, I'd, I'd love to know, you know, how they come to the decision of what they pick, aside from broad appeal. But it's like, you know, it's like a, it's 
these these Nintendo Entertainment System minis and these SNES minis, I liken it to when albums were huge. Like we didn't have iPods or anything like that. When albums were huge, right? And you would generally buy an album from a band because their f- your favorite song was on that album. Yeah. Not necessarily because the whole no. album was good, but because like one or two songs were absolutely fantastic, and yeah. then it made you love the band. And then yep. now they've got the other side of things because people love the brand Nintendo anyway, yep. right? If you think of them as the band, mm. but you know, like for me, the one or two songs from the SNES Mini were Donkey Kong Country and um, Earthbound, mm. right? And because those two were on there. The others are great games in their own right, mm. but because those two were on there, I was like, I must have this. Must have this. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. I guess that's the thing. And, you know, based on that logic, you probably, I'd hate to admit this, but you probably would drop Mario Golf because golf is a more niche thing than Doom. Yeah, but I, the thing is, it changes, though, when you, when you add an IP like Super Mario to it. It does. And the thing, why I loved Mario Golf was because it wasn't your traditional, actually, like golf's a game that needs to have a bit of fun poked at it because mm. golf is a very boring. Um, oh, you're telling me. Yeah. Boring, <laughs> uh, rules driven, um, etiquette driven game. Yeah. Right. That's why it's not very popular because it's, um, it's actually quite intimidating for somebody who's never played it to go to a golf course and try and play because there's rules and stuff like that. Right. I've played it since I was 12. So that's, I, I don't have that issue. But, but I can imagine if you were, your age or my age, for the first or second time going to a golf course, would be pretty intimidating, oh, dude. Right? Well, the thing is, you stand there, right, and you hit your ball while, or while everybody else is watching. So if you've never whacked a golf ball before, that is the most intimidating thing. Let me tell you about Tarpe that I was playing junior pennants. Oh, fuck uh, you. And uh, for some reason, they they put the juniors on just before the... So pennants is, a, you know, club versus club, your best players, and they have A's... B's and then the juniors just and the juniors just get run just a bit of experience, but for some reason juniors always went last. But for some reason they reversed the order, so I was first off in front of a crowd of about a hundred on the first hole at Lake Harrenup. Yeah, par four, fuck, two hundred and it was a short one, about two hundred forty meters. Yeah, popped it to within, um, and I'm indicating here about two meters. Was your dad watching? Uh, no, he wasn't there. Uh... Two meters. For one on a par four. That is amazing. And then three putted. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. (laughs) Get in your hole. Um, But yeah, so uh, that's why I like Tomorrow Golf is because it it wasn't your traditional golf game that tried to replicate a golf game. It still had a bit of fun. And it was the fact that, you know, it had all the, it just seemed to marry up well with all the Nintendo characters and the fact that Bowser was this big brute that could, you know, smack in a mile, but didn't have as good accuracy as someone like a Mario who was mm. just an all-rounder. And that's all, in fact, that's another podcast topic, actually, about your yeah, Mario characters and, you know, because Mario's always the all-rounder, you know, in Mario yeah, Kart, yeah, yeah, yeah. whereas um, Bowser and um, Donkey Kong in um, Mario Kart, for example, are a bit more, you know. Tanky. Tanky. You yeah. Know, they were your tanks. Who was your go-to in Mario Kart? Yoshi. Yeah, see, mine was Donkey Kong. Yeah, see, I, I liked Yoshi because I liked the acceleration. Yeah, right. Right, and I, I, like, I, I like banging people off the track. Yeah, you would, you yeah. fuck. Like, <laughs> I, the, for me, like I've always, I've always gone for the racing character or car where the acceleration is good. Yeah. And the reason being is because if I can maintain a good average speed, mm. I feel like I've got the best chance of winning. Yep. Right? Like, and with Mario Kart, you get smashed so much particularly if you're in like the top three places mm. by all the better power-ups being gotten by everybody else behind you. Mm. You need good acceleration to get yourself back on the mark again good. real quick. Yeah. You know what I mean? Good point. Um, so there you go. N64 Mini. Um, I, I like your argument about Super Mario Golf. My argument for Doom 64 is that I just loved a run and gun. And that's that's yeah. what that was. It was just good fun. Just let yourself go. Just go and run around. And, and there were always, in those original Doom series, mm. there were always really awesome secret spots to find as well. And, of course, this is all hypothetical. We don't know what they're going to do in the end and what the final makeup will be. But it's just an interesting exercise. And thank you, everyone, for uh, contributing. It was great. Appreciate it. Yeah. So final two. Will it be Doom 64 or Super Mario Golf Yep. 64? Tell us which one uh, is going to stay. We'll chuck it up on Facebook. All right. All right. <laughs> PAX and Oz Comic Con, Brisbane and Sydney, just around the corner. PAX will be in Victoria as well, Melbourne. Uh, a whole heap of stuff for gamers and uh, pop culture enthusiasts alike. And one awesome thing in particular is that you get to see all the great cosplay that happens at these conventions and these festivals of pop culture. 
of course, cosplay takes cosplayers. And one of the best in Australia at the moment is Henchwench. Uh, she's going to be at PAX and at both Oz Comic Con Sydney and Brisbane. And she joins us on Game on Australia right now. A pleasure to have you. Thanks for your time. No worries, Pete. Hi. I have just uh, hit follow on Instagram on Hench Wench Cosplay <laughs> and far out, I can't even begin to tell you <laughs> how incredible you look with the stuff that you put together. You are a hell of a cosplayer. Oh, thank you. It's I'm looking at uh, your Zarya at the moment. It's uh, it's the Zarya and I, I think that is the uh, the... I think that's the Winter Games skin. Is that right? Oh, the the Siberian front Zarya. Yeah. Yes. I'm, oh. I'm I'm in the process of making classic Zarya at the moment too. Oh like, wow! Literally sitting at my desk here with a scalpel. Is that right? Yes. Yes. So, how long would it take you to put one of these um, costumes together? Uh it really it varies a heap. Um, like when I did uh, my old Death Night, I think that was about. I think that was roughly an eight-week build. Like, and I mean, by an eight-week build, I say the first couple of weeks you're working on it here and there, and a couple of days, and you play some games, and you get distracted, and then the final week, you're generally like, "Oh, I have so much work to do," and you just power through the night. But um, yeah, gosh, what eight weeks for that? But sometimes things like May took about, I think, all up. That was about three weeks. Yeah, and I'm I'm just looking at your May costume right now. Um, it's your it's the standard May costume, her basic skin. But I mean, there's nothing basic about it. Like it it's from the from the boots to um the uh, from little snowball that follows her around in the game. Um, wow, you put some work into this stuff. It looks Thank fantastic. You. I love your May, and I I can see. Yeah, mate. It is pretty popular. I can see the wires hanging out of Snowball. Did you actually um, put tech into Snowball to make it light up and everything? Yeah, Snowball's still not actually finished, but I'm in the process of... um, I've I've used, like, a car door opener to make the little wings pop open. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So when he's finished, his wings will pop open and his eyes will light up and animate. And, yeah. So a little, oh, I, I kind of like the electronic side of things a lot. Yeah. yeah. A little car door opener to make his wings pop open. How much of your cosplay is stuff that's just sort of found on the go? <laughs> a lot of it. Um, I think partly that's the attraction of cosplay for me is you just you have a big pile of crap, like floor tiles and just all sorts of crap, and you turn it into something from a game. So, <laughs> yeah. Let's go back to the beginning. Sure. Uh, when you first started cosplaying, what was it that got you into it initially? Oh, okay. I have a really like weird story that's a bit like a lot of cosplayers just see a thing in a game that they really like and they they, they, they make that. Um, for me, it was actually I was uh, working on Lord of the Rings when I was a like a kid as a teenager. Well, um, what do you mean working on it? <laughs> um, I my dad is a props maker. What? And, yeah, it's it's kind of cool. Um, and so, like, I got a job part-time after school in the in the armor department making armor. Oh, my where it all started. God! <laughs> um, yeah, so, like, 14-year-old me was working on Lord of the Rings. And I, after school, because I kind of really liked this whole costume making thing, I decided to make some Jedi robes. And, and that's how it all just started and snowballed from there. That is such an incredible story. And it, like, I say that because, like, oh, my God, to, to have a childhood. My childhood at 14, when I went to help Dad at work, was cutting and gutting fish in the family fish business. You know, it's really similar. Mine was baking latex in the oven. Get out of it. It's really similar. Come on. What do you mean make, making latex in the oven? Uh, my my dad kind of specialized. Um, gosh, my dad does everything, but he does, like, uh, monster suits and stuff like that. So to do prosthetics, you'd have to bake foam latex in the, in the oven, and it's a really distinctive smell. Wow. So um, do you have, um, or does he have, like a whole heap of memorabilia from the, the movies? No, you know, for films, most of the time they keep a lot of that. The production gets to keep it. Mm. I mean, we've got the, the odd bit and piece of things, but yeah. Jeez, that is... Not so much. I'm, so, I'm sorry, you've blown my mind. I... <laughs> 
<laughs> you really have because that's not that's not the story you expect. You know, like the the story you expect is, and I, I mean this with all due respect, right? Yeah, but course. like like I've done a lot of these interviews um, over time, and and generally it is as you mentioned. Oh, you know, I like playing games, or I I yeah, like okay. reading books, yeah. or I'm into it, or stuff like that. Not not my dad worked on Lord of the Rings as a, as a props maker. <laughs> like that's yeah, that is amazing. It's, it's a little bit unique, but I mean, at, at the same time. What I like about cosplay is that it still is such a hobbyist thing. Yeah. And and people, the internet's amazing. The internet's an incredible place and that people can just Google a really specific esoteric skill that they want to learn how to do, like, you know, traditional leather tooling, or if they want to learn how to wire up LEDs and control them with Arduino, you can just Google that and figure out how to do it. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, and that's what I love about cosplayers is that you talk to them and they're like, they have, they're all either, you know, they've got jobs like engineers and medical technicians and yet on the side, they do all these incredible costumes. It's really cool. And I, I guess you would have to get a kick out of going to a convention and dressed up as a, as a May or a Zaria, you know, looking 99.9% like these characters, bringing them to life better than, you know, people who are, are paid to do this sort of stuff. <laughs> it's um, pretty fun. And, yeah. you know, the I can imagine the, the real kick out of it that you would get would actually be, you know, like whether it be a, a, a kid um, yeah. or like a teen who's a fan. Or, right, like yeah. somebody tugging on your arm and going, oh, my God, May, can I please have a photo with you? This yeah, is so it's, cool. It's the best. I love that the most. It's it's really cool, Like especially when you meet someone that, like, mains your character and they just get so excited. That's yeah. really cool. That's yeah. one of the most fulfilling bits, yeah. Can, you, can I be a little bit of a fanboy? Could you do a Reinhardt? <laughs> can I do a Reinhardt? I have friends who've made a full-scale Reinhardt. Yeah. I um I think it was uh I, you've probably seen this I'm I'm sure you know being such a, a an aficionado at uh, at cosplaying yeah. like you you get right into it and read up on it and all that sort of stuff you're across the news <laughs> and whatnot but I think it was I think it was BlizzCon 2016 and they obviously had um uh it was the inaugural um uh Overwatch World Cup. Yeah, yeah. And uh, they had their fair share of Overwatch cosplayers, and there's the the guy who actually won, um, did it in a in a full Reinhardt kit, and he actually has a prosthetic eye. Oh, the guy that won the Twitch competition? Yeah, that, yes. okay, it must have been that one. Yeah, right. Absolutely amazing cosplay. Yeah. But I mean, how cool is it that this guy turned, um, you know, something that most people would see as a negative, like having one less eye than everybody else, um, yeah. into such a positive and going, you know what, I actually could put Reinhardt's LED into my eye that and, is so cool. and make yeah. my look, make it look like 100% there. Like that is, that is incredible. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, I, that's what's awesome about cosplay in general is that people will take something and that's what's cool about the characters in, in Overwatch, especially and how diverse they are is that people with disabilities and people who do look not like models can find a character that they look like and just totally own the character. Mm. In cosplay. It's really cool. Um, yeah. Do you, uh, you play games? I do. What do you probably do you, a little too much? Probably. I'm 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 really big into my Blizzard games. I've been playing World of Warcraft for an obscene amount of time, like well <laughs> over a decade. Um, I play a lot of Overwatch as well. Um, on PC or on uh, console? I'm I'm a dirty console peasant on, when it comes to when it comes to Overwatch. <laughs> I play on Xbox. But I play WoW on PC. So that is fantastic. Yeah. Wow. Um, so you've got uh, PAX and Oz Comic Con coming up. Uh, yeah. what, if, if I may say, it almost sounds like I'm interviewing you on the red carpet. Um, <laughs> who, who will you be wearing? I will be wearing Blizzard. Um, <laughs> I, I, I will, um, uh, for PAX, I, I, I do have some plans, but I can't actually talk about them at the okay. moment. Fair enough. Um, but for Oz Comic Con coming up, I'm wearing classic Zarya, and I've been working on the gun for Ages and ages and ages. Oh, I can't <laughs> wait to see the gun. The g- her gun is one of the best-looking weapons in the game. I have a thing for giant guns, so <laughs> I, just, I had to make it. I saw it. I had to make it. So, yeah, it's going to light up, and I'm actually putting sound in it as well. So. And are you, like, you're going to be part of um, these in a way that uh, are you just rocking up and you're having a bit of a wander as a, as a well-known cosplayer, or are you actually having, uh, like, a... a couple of workshops. Yep. So, 
Yeah, I'm teaching workshops on different cosplay making techniques. But normally, like I would enter the championships of cosplay, but because I won last year, I'm, I'm having the year off, which is really nice. So I actually get to experience a convention as like <laughs> as a normal person. Yeah. It's so like you're a, you're a football player who's just kicked a goal. You know, it's like <laughs> goal. Off you come, get on the bench. It's like that's that's that must be pretty cool though, because that gives you an opportunity to actually just sort of mill around in the crowd and enjoy the place as as everybody else does. Yeah, I mean, I'll still be in cosplay because it's what I do. Uh Um, Yeah, but it'll be good to just not have to stick to a schedule and be able to actually look at the vendors and talk to all of my other cosplayers about what they've made and. Yeah, it's going to be fun. I look forward to it. Oh, look, and as you should be. And I, I think um, people going to PAX and Oz Comic Con in Brisbane and Sydney should be looking forward to the spectacle that they're going to see when they're there. And it is the beauty about the stuff that, that we love in pop culture and gaming and all that sort of stuff. It it just lets us be somebody else for a little while, and, and there's nothing Absolutely, wrong with that. Yeah, 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 yeah totally. That's it. That's it. It's taking out the things that we love most about video games and making them real. It's kind of fun. Um, okay. We'll, uh, we'll leave it here because I'm sure you've got to get back to, to finishing your Zarya <laughs> off. Yes. Um, yes, I do. But Claire, a.k.a. Hench Wench Cosplay, and I can't stress enough, uh, those of you listening to the Game on Australia podcast right now and also seeing us on Facebook and, and at GameOnAUS.com, <laughs> to please jump on Instagram and check out Hench Wench Cosplay because you will absolutely love what you are seeing. Um, do you have a, a website? Do you have uh, other other sort of bits and pieces? I do. Uh, if you plug Hench Wench Cosplay or just Hench Wench into Facebook, I'll come up as well and if you go to henchwenchcosplay.com I've got like a bunch of tutorials and stuff where I show people how to make things so oh, if you want to get into cosplay yourself yep. go have a look and I've got some tutorials. There is only one thing better than uh, someone who's good at something and that's someone who shares it with everybody else so that's the best bit. <laughs> yeah, on behalf of the community thank you for that because it's oh, it's, thank you. it's uh it's something that uh, should be admired and, and thank you very much for your time we really appreciate having you on the oh, Game on Australia so, podcast. You're so welcome. <laughs> Uh, all the, it's been fun. All the best at PAX and Oz Comic Con. Have a good time. Yes, you too. All right, Dan, look, over the past three weeks, we have been um, delving into what's going to be our N64 Mini Top yep. 18. Yep. Now, last week, this is where it was at. We had a Top 17. We actually asked you, because essentially what we had to begin with a few weeks ago was 50 different games that were nominated. Mm-hmm. Then we went through and we tallied the votes for each game that got more than just a name nomination, yep. right? That left us with 27, yep. right? So we had a final 27 last week, and we needed to cut it down to 18. The only problem was <laughs> there was a tie for 18th spot yes. between two. Uh, Mario Golf. Mario Golf. Yeah. And Doom 64. Yeah. Okay. This couldn't be any more different, these games. Oh, it's not man. Like, we're talking similar genres here. No, they're about <laughs> as far apart as you possibly can. Now, you and I sat either side of the fence for this. Yeah. You're a golf aficionado. Yeah. So, of course, you wanted Doom. <laughs> got you. Got, got him. Uh, you wanted Mario Golf. Yep. I love a run and gun. So, for me, it was Doom, Doom. 64. Yeah. <laughs> We now can reveal the numbers from the Game on Australia Facebook community. Yes. As to what will be... Don't let me down, guys. Game number 18 in the Nintendo 64 Mini top 18 games that we're hoping will feature. Yes. Amongst titles like... GoldenEye. Perfect Dark. Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. Mario Kart. (laughs) Palpable. The picture was put up at the Game on Australia Facebook page. Yeah. You had to like for Doom 64. You had to love for Mario Golf. Correct. Doesn't surprise me that it was love for Mario Golf, considering you wrote the the (laughs) But it's harder to love than it is to like. Certainly the case. Because like's default. We can reveal. Yes. With 10 votes. The loser that will not be appearing. Yeah. On the Game on Australia Facebook community's top 18 for the Nintendo 64 Mini yes. is yes. Mario Golf. Ah! <laughs> Doom 64! Bullshit. You're bloody. Doom 64 smashed Mario ah! Golf. Right? By 16, Dan. 16. <sighs> Suck on that shit. <laughs> so Mario Golf does not, not make surpri- it in. I'm not surprised. Uh, anyway. Doom 64 game. makes it in.
26 it got over the uh, over the 10. So we had some great comments as well in the comments section. Um, thank you very much, everybody who who dropped in there. Um, let's see, Kai Sherpel, a, a big love, and asking you with me, Dan. Yeah. Which, of course, Which you it was, of course. Morgan Nathan Noble. Uh, this is actually a hard choice, but I'm going to say Maori Golf. He had a typo on uh, Mario <laughs> Golf, which actually worked out really well, which was great. Hey, let's play some golf, bro. Yeah, that's all right, eh? Oh, shut. Morris Moz hit Doom, and same with Adam Lamont. Uh, Matt Sutton never played Doom, so I say Doom. Good oh, Matt. Sensational. Johnny G wanted Doom for the win. Uh, Charlie Brown, AU. Doom 1, 2 is great. How can you ruin it by limiting to console and not using? And he goes on to talk about a whole heap of other stuff that I don't understand. And then Julie Rose Marshall. It's intriguing that Doom 64 only comes in at 18, yet more proof how high a caliber catalog this console was blessed with. The world wasn't ready. Yeah. Yes. Well, that's actually that's true. A, that is a sensational Because it was comment. a big It was a massive game at Absolutely. the time. Absolutely. Um, but she's so right. The world really wasn't ready for the Nintendo 64. Doom 64 being such a great game, making it in only at number 18, there were so many great games on that console. Can we just do a role-playing for a minute? Can I be me and you be the game on uh, Facebook community? Yes. Yeah, for a minute? Yes. Hey, you! What? Fuck you! Fuck you! No! Fuck you! Fuck you! <laughs> Bloody love it! I, I mean that with all you know, all due respect, all, and, love. and it's just a bit of uh, a bit of a joke. It's so felt. I love you all. So well felt. Yeah. Uh, all right, Dan. So there you go. That tops it off. Um, we're going to put a post up at the Game on Australia Facebook page featuring the top eighteen. Yep. Okay. Um, and yeah, look with any luck, it'll be actually it'll be interesting to see when the Nintendo sixty four Mini comes out. No doubt it will. Um, how close we were to the pin, actually. Don't put it as a post. Put it as a story. A story? On the website. All right. Because that way it spreads through the world. Fuck, how many we, stories is that? We've got to do... Three. We've got to, hang on. We've got to do the loot boxes story. I've got to do the four fatal flaws of the NBN. And I'll, we'll, we'll, I'll do the story about the um, the game, all right? Good. Because... you do something. What will happen... Yeah, what? What will happen is that people share it to people who haven't seen the Facebook page and aren't friends with us. And the link goes back to the website where we might have predicted... That's, that's the sell, right? Yeah. We have the ultimate collection of N64 minigames. It'd be so amazing if we, like, if they actually release and we're Imagine like, Mr. Nintendo, we what's his name again? Shigeru Miyamoto. Yeah, he's going, going, shit, these guys are... It's pretty good. They've, they've nailed it. It's pretty good. Guys, cancel the research! And we'll be like, Dama Arigato, <laughs> yeah. Mr. Miyamoto. Uh, so there you go, N64 mini, stories coming to game on AUS.com.